0: This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. The Varsity is presented by the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute. With more than 150 fellowship trained physicians in every orthopedic specialty and dozens of locations across Chicagoland and the suburbs, IBJI is your choice for patient focused orthopedic care. To find the nearest location, visit IBJI.com.
1: Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. I'm Michael Dwojek here with the record North Shore founding members Joe Coughlin and Martin Carlino as we get you through the long summer days and get you all caught up on what is happening here in the North Shore area. You might not think that there's a lot going on. and You're right, but that doesn't mean that there's nothing going on here in the summertime. We got some stuff to talk about here. Um, we're going to do a three-period format for this week's episode of the podcast. In the first period, we're going to get you caught up on some summer baseball with our uh, local area teams and also talk about a local uh, sailor who's going to be competing in the Olympics. In the second period, we will be joined by uh, Nutrier football captain lineman Lucas Elias And then the third uh, period, we are going to play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. But uh, just a quick reminder before we get things going that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they are available. Make sure you give us a nice little review and make sure you are also listening to old episodes of the podcast as well. They might be old, but the interviews are still gold. All right. We're going to start things off here in the first period and talk about some baseball as we are heading into the final few weeks or week, I should say, of uh, Summer League Baseball here um, in our area. The Wilmette Waves, as of right now, as recording this on Wednesday, are 12 4 1. And uh, the Loyola team is 9 5 and 1. Both teams are atop of their divisions. Wilmette ahead at the Blue Division and Loyola on top of the red division. Um, Guys, it seems like obviously both teams are working on a lot of stuff. Both teams are um, getting able to uh, get some good at bats, get some work in there as well, but um, also getting a lot of winning, um, which really isn't a surprise based on what we saw um, from both Loyola and Utreer, which uh, is the pseudo team for Umat. based on what we saw from those two teams over uh, this past spring.
0: Yeah, just, just the boys of summer going out and kind of doing what they did during the uh, the spring season, um, especially for the Waves. A lot of that roster um, you'll notice, <clears throat> except for some of the graduating seniors, it's, uh, you know, Nutri had a lot of kids on the field <clears throat> that are uh, going to make impacts the next couple seasons, if not just this next season. So um, <clears throat> getting their work in and doing a lot of winning along the way, um, you know, we get to see some new guys on the mound. I think we've seen a lot out of Jack Maestro's on the mound this summer that he wasn't in the regular rotation in the season um in the spring season so getting to see some more some more of the talent um expose themselves and the exposure looks pretty good on him
2: yeah really like what the waves are doing summer baseball is fun as joe mentioned gives a chance for um some of the underclassmen some of the guys who didn't play a huge role in the the previous spring season to to step up and show what they have and and make sure that they're a big part of the team heading into next year and i think that's what uh, a lot of names on this waves waves team have done and um just checking in on their twitter account looks like maybe the website we were using hasn't been updated in a couple games look like looks like the waves are now up to 20 and 10 on the summer Mm. um with with just a couple games just a couple games remaining yeah i gotta love uh a website that isn't updating right guys but uh <laughs> thankfully that's what we have twitter for so um yeah up to up to 2010 and 30 for the waves on the summer uh, as of yesterday where they uh they split a double header with those pesky ramblers from loyola
1: so so obviously we talked about we talked about uh summer league obviously is the time when you work on stuff and uh um when you uh figure some things out like you guys talk about a lot of upperclassmen get a chance to play but um, what do you really take from summer league? And I mean, how encouraging is the fact that Loyola and uh, Wilmette, um are both really putting successful uh, campaigns over the summer? I mean, how much does that just kind of bode well for um, I guess uh, the health of the program?
2: Yeah, I think-, I think it's absolutely a good sign for both programs, just from uh, early indications and some reporting of last season that we have, I think, um, both Loyola and Nutria should be in for pretty good seasons this spring. So um, obviously, as we alluded to earlier with that Met Waves team, many of those players are Nutria players. Obviously the Loyola um, players almost all play for uh, the school's baseball team. So, um, yeah, I, I had a chance, I remember, to talk with Coach Ackles um, after they had um, gotten eliminated against Evanston, I believe it was, in the playoffs. And, Um, He was really, really quite excited about what they were going to be bringing back next year. I think Roger Simon will be back for them, who was uh, one of their big time pitchers for him last season and who who showed some really impressive stuff. So um, I, I think that we should be in for both some pretty strong spring seasons from the Ramblers and Trevians.
0: Yeah, and just like I mean, any competition you want to win, of course, it doesn't uh have heavy implications uh as much. And um I'm sure both coaches are seeing what they have and not playing exclusively uh to win like they're in the playoffs um, or anything. But um, you know, it's clear they have talent because they're playing against other area, you know, top baseball talent high school varsity players in South and and Evanston that are that always put put out their good teams. So um They're winning against those teams, which says they're going to be pretty good. That's going to build their confidence at the very least.
1: So it'll be really interesting to see how these two teams do the rest of the way. Obviously, only a few weeks left of summer league, so we'll keep you posted on how the rest of the summer goes. But um, we're going to talk about um, the Olympics are starting on Friday in Tokyo. Um, I was watching the news the other day, and it was weird. And I know this makes sense, but it still blew me away. Where they were uh, being joined live in Japan, where it was like 10 o'clock here, but it was noon in Japan the next day. I know that that makes sense, but it just blew my mind still. But um, so it, and it was interesting to see like they're already playing some preliminary soccer games and that kind of stuff, and that was already happening. But uh, the main thing I'm talking about here is the Olympics are starting on Friday. We have already started, I suppose, with the opening ceremonies um, happening on Friday. And we kind of talked about uh, in a couple of podcasts ago about Maggie Shea. Uh, I know that she, um, is going to be competing in, uh, the upcoming games this week. And I know, um, Joe and Marty, that, uh, you guys got a chance to catch up with her for the record this past week.
0: Yeah, really cool story from our intern, um, Elaine Trinko, um, who caught up with Maggie as well as her, her local coach growing up and her, um, Um, her Olympic coach. um, We got a statement from him as well. Really cool, you know, timeline of events, how she, you know, of course got into sailing, but really how she, um, her journey to being an Olympian and how it was, um, I mean, it's never straight, but how it was um, um, filled with accolades and ups and downs as well as, you know, ebbs and flows, if I can use a water term, of course, but (laughs) You know, she, one of the coolest, there's, there's little, some anecdotes throughout it that Elaine threw in that I really liked. And one of them was when she was kind of a young sailor, um, she was just getting into it. She thought she stunk, um, but it was something to do right because sailing was in her family. Um, she would always get beat by this, you know, another young girl, Stephanie Roble, who had like a trophy room full of trophies. And now Stephanie Roble is her partner. So at one point when... Um, uh, Maggie started to get good. They started to get pretty close, and they're like, "Hey, just join forces and beat everyone else." And that's what they did. Uh, and now they're an Olympic team um, going to represent USA in a um, in a women's division in a 49er FX skiff. If you guys have ever been on one of those sailboats, but that's that's what it is. Um, so, um, just a really cool story. I just like a lot of the anecdotes. Uh, Maggie is has some unbelievable thoughts um, and just really inspiring stuff on why she likes the water, um, how she's drawn to it, how she says. I think she called it her, um, you know, she just lives to be in the water. Um, so it's home for her. And um, just some thoughts about how she, you know, sailing, which is something I didn't know And Maggie bro, or, uh, and our Elena reporter broke it down, is that sailing is kind of a, um, has some in inequities in, in the gender in the sport. Um, and it's starting to equal out. Um, but Maggie, we talked pretty, pretty honestly about how she had to basically, basically pretend like, you know, um, it was an equal playing field and she had to pretend she was a lot bigger and stronger than she really was. And that was kind of her motivation, um, to equal up to the guys who had more opportunities in the sport. Um, but luckily that's equaling out. So anyway, a really cool story, really in-depth piece. I don't know, Marty, what'd you think of it?
2: Yeah, really loved it. Thought it was a great job of reporting and writing from Elaine. As you mentioned, Joe, one thing that really stuck out to me towards the end of the article um, is just how we've seen recently how that Robo Shea team has really improved. Um, our Elaine has in the story that in 2019, they finished 13th out of 44 in a, a world sailing championship and then improved that the next year in 2020, where they placed third. So definitely trending in the right direction. And we're going to have a chance to I believe in way or no way make some predictions on if, um, Maggie and Stephanie will be able to take home a medal at the Olympics, but, um, trending in the right direction. So should be really competitive and and have a chance at, um, coming back home to the North shore with a medal. Yeah,
1: definitely. So make sure you folks at home, check out the story on the record, north org, and uh, make sure you guys are catching up with her and checking out when she is going to be competing up in Tokyo in the next couple of weeks. that's everything we've got for the first period, so let's go to the second period where we are joined by New Trier football player uh, Luke Elias. Uh, Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with him. What are we going to hear from the football player?
0: Yeah, Luke, um, you know, last season for New Trier football, they were struck with some injuries on the offensive line as well as their big left tackle, David Davidkov, uh, going to Iowa early. So they filled some spots with some younger guys. And they really melded, and, and I think Luke Elias ended up being an all-conference player. So we caught up with him a little bit this summer just to see, um, you know, we ask a lot of fun questions in these Athlete of the Week, but also what it was like playing um, in a spring season and what does it look like this season for the Trevians? What are we going to expect from these guys? And he's pretty optimistic. All right, let's take a listen. Obviously, uh, 2021 was a unusual season. What stood out to you most about the 2021
1: 20, season? Um, I, mean, I mean, the weirdest part about it was finishing the season and then having such a short offseason and then going right back into another season. Like, right. we, we didn't start playing until March. That was probably the weirdest thing.
0: Okay, what are your expectations for this year's Trevians? What can you guys do this year? I think we're going to go far. What leads you to say that?
1: I mean, the the juniors that we have right now are are looking good. I mean, the the team's looking solid. It's all about consistency, really. That's the key. And, I mean, right now, at least for the offensive linemen, we're very consistent and we're looking good in practice. And the defense can do thanks so much for joining us and thank you to all the players and coaches who join us each and every single week good to get your guys's uh inside all right before we head on over now to the third period let's give a quick thanks to our sponsor the illinois bone and joint institute they have many locations in the chicago area so make sure you check them out move better and live better All right, third and final period, we are going to play way or no way or weekly guessing game where Joe and Marty uh, do some debating, but uh, before we start things off, we're going to start, the first question is going to deal with basketball, but, um, and the reason we're starting off with basketball is because Newtrier Jackson Monroe um, got an offer from Indiana State, um, obviously, to play basketball there, but um, Jackson's, uh, got a couple other offers as well. Um, he's been gathering, um, a lot of offers from the area with, uh, different schools, especially Purdue Fort Wayne and from Toledo as well as Navy. And, um, I know you guys also got a chance to check them out. Um, how surprised are you guys, uh, based on the offers that he's gotten? And, um, obviously I know you guys don't, uh, um, know every single what every single coach college coach is thinking but um do you guys think there's also the potential chance for uh more offers to come through the big man's way was that a way no way no that was just a you know a, a question you know just, that's not the question that's just you know i think saying, he was talking t- like appetizer
2: i think he was tossing you an alley-oop joe and he wanted you to slam it home so
0: i can't i can't do that like it like a <laughs> six eight Jackson Monroe. Um, but, um, I'll lay it in. I'll lay it in. Fundamentally, of course, but um, I think Jackson's got some more offers coming. I think you know this new Trier team last year. Um, they surprised some folks, I think, because they were younger. Um, they didn't have a lot of experience. They had, I think, one senior starter. Uh, I might be missing somebody, and and a couple contribute senior contributors off the bench. But it was a lot of juniors, a couple sophomores, and they surprised some folks by the end of the year. And I think this summer. Jackson's kind of leading that class and doing some more surprising on what he can do with a six-eight, relatively thin frame. Now he's adding some some poundage to that, but he's uh, he's looking the part, every bit the part of a uh, of kind of that that primary primary guy on a team like Nature.
2: Yeah, I'm going to agree with Joe here, and I also think there's more to come for Jackson. And just from reading some of the reporting and coverage that's out there. Um, from his play during the summer, seems like he's really starting to evolve his game a little bit further and add in um, some mid-range jump shot, uh, the mid-range jump shot to his game, which as a big man, if you're able to, to play in the post and have a strong presence down there and then step outside a little bit and hit that mid-range shot, I think that really makes you a, di- a very dangerous player and um, is only going to increase the interest from, college- from colleges and schools that may be interested um, in you in the next level, so I definitely think there's more to come, and and really only just the beginning. And he showcased a lot last season um, during his junior year, so expecting some big things from uh, the big the big man for Nutria this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it shouldn't be
1: that big of a surprise. I mean, I saw um, when I saw him face off against uh, Evanston over the past year. I mean, he just took over that game and made that game uh, easy for Nutria. Where and um, they didn't win the game, but it was a close game and. He really uh just manhandled the uh the post really well. He was uh defending really well, moved the ball really well. like you guys talked about, if he develops that jump shot, um, I mean, he's exactly what college coaches are looking for. Um, obviously you would want you would want you obviously need a presence in the post, and maybe that doesn't translate as well um if you move forward. But if you have a jump shot and you're tall, that's pretty much a uh good success that you're gonna have moving forward. But Um, Yeah, from what we saw from Jackson, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some more offers. He also has an offer from uh, Loyola, Maryland as well. So um, not a big surprise that the Fundamental U uh, player is also able to um, get some offers. And I wouldn't be surprised if um, he attaches some more schools to his name as he moves forward. But um, we bring this up because we also noticed, obviously, we talked about Jake Feegan really uh, blowing up at the Ridgewood classic as well. So um, let me start with this first way or no way where um, based on who Jackson is and the talent they have coming back and Jake Deegan blowing up this past summer um, way or no way Marty that uh, the new chair boys basketball team wins this year's CSL South.
2: Yeah, it's really hard to put forward a a super informed prediction on that right now, just given where we, where we are in the year but um with that said i think i'm gonna go no way on this one we talked about it a few weeks ago michael we expect a pretty good new Trier team but i just think the top half of the csl south is gonna be just a slugfest this year and right now i'm leaning towards glenbrook south coming out on top with martinelli coming back and some uh, other returning starters from last year's team which was a really strong team so I think the Titans are going to be very formidable and, and tough to tough to take out of that one spot in the CSL South this year.
0: Um, you know, early, early thoughts here, of course, I'm going to say way. I uh, have been really impressed. Now I'm going to put that with the caveat that, of course, I've been seeing tweets like crazy from these kids. So that, that might be influencing uh, my thoughts on, um, on this but uh you know i think they're they're playing together too a lot of these kids not you know fegan monroe um they also got carlo kolak uh noah shannon um these kids are playing a lot of AAU ball together as a unit which is only going to help them out and that's not including guys that are playing other sports so nevin cremascoli and finn cohen finn cohen was a starter um are basketball players too and so really um, i did
2: not know Kremascoli. nice yeah. Fun
0: fact there for the He listeners. got a little bit of tick um, last year, but he's a big guy, you know, for a basketball court. Um, and uh, James Canelos was a guard. Josh Kirkpatrick was their starting two guard who had some big games. So um, he's a three-sport athlete. So we're – this is an athletic team. They got tons of shooting. Uh, if they got some guys that can create their own shots, uh, maybe they're working on that this summer, um, and a guy that can score consistently in the post – I think Monroe's working on that a little bit with Cohen. So, uh, man, I think they're well-rounded. I think this is going to be the team to beat. I really do.
2: Who are you putting on Martinelli, Joe?
0: Uh, I'm probably going to put um, Kirkpatrick, I would think. Uh, might be a little undersized, but I don't think you can get Finn or um, or Jackson out there. Jackson's more of a rim protector type of fella. Um, but who knows about Fegan? I, I don't know how good on the defensive end Fegan is, but he's a wing um and uh, but we do
2: know he's a shooter a shooter
0: so i love the kid as many shots as you want one tournament what did i we just say he went 17 of 27 or 19 I think of, it was
2: 19 of 29
0: i think you said the Man, is that yeah five percent for a tournament
2: shooter
1: all right joe is high on this mutual basketball uh team as we move forward into our second question we talked about maggie shea earlier in the first period Way or no way, Joe, do you think Maggie Shea will bring home a medal from Tokyo?
0: A medal? Way. Way. I think they had, in the global games, um, a global uh, regatta. I think they finished third, or at the third best time. So that's a bronze, you know, and I think they've been trending in the right direction. So I think they'll pull out a medal. Gold, you know, in all my sailing research and know-how, I think they might fall a bit short of the gold. But um, I do think they'll 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 pick it
2: up. They'll medal. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Joe here and say way as well. Um, similar to what I had said in my earlier answer, looking at just how they've trended in the in the last couple of years, improving year after year. And I think with that uh, extra year of training, with the games being pushed back because of the pandemic, is something that's really going to be beneficial for them. So seems like the teamwork, the chemistry is really coming together between um, Maggie and Stephanie. So really like their chances. And I think, um, silver or bronze could be, could be in their future.
1: All right. Final way or no way. We talked about summer league baseball happening and how good the Loyola and Wilmette waves teams are. Way or no way, Marty, that we see a title matchup between these two teams.
2: I think way on this one. I think the best, best teams from each division with the waves being in the blue division and the Ramblers being in the red division, the standings that we have, as we mentioned earlier, are a little bit outdated, but in that blue division, I think the biggest challenge will be GBS, always brings together some some really talented um, baseball teams to the diamond, and I think they're going by the moniker this summer as South Baseball, so got to go ahead and assume that's GBS, and then in the red division, the Ramblers have a pretty good lead, and it looks like the um, team challenging them the most is uh, Highland Park, which usually does bring some good baseball teams as well, but I I like the Ramblers there. I like some of the young talent they have. I know that the team they had last year um, in the spring season was a little bit young. So that group is experience is, is gaining experience and growing together. So I think a Waves Ramblers matchup sounds just about right to me. Yeah.
0: I like South too. I think they're, you know, um, I guess we don't have their complete updated record, but I'm, I'm, I don't think they're probably too far behind the Wilmette waves in that division, just in terms of talent, if not record. So uh, I'm just, just for some kicks, stab a hoot. I'm going to say no way. I'm going to say somebody slides past one of those two teams and into the championship game and get a nice Cinderella run in the ISBL tournament.
1: All right, there it is. Joe the contrarian coming in and been <laughs> mixing everything up. And that is everything we've got for you, folks, in a way or knowing. That's everything we've got for you guys in this week's episode of The Varsity. A short one, but a good one. Always good to get some uh, latest news happening in the area. Thanks as always for listening to The Varsity Podcast. Just a quick reminder before we say goodbye that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Android, what have you, make sure you look, guys, look us up and give us a nice little review as well. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, listen to some old episodes of the podcast as well, especially if you were to listening to them before last week. We had a football podcast that I know garnered some interest from uh local players and coaches. So make sure you are checking that as well. But for Joe, Marty and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. And we will talk to you guys down the road.
2: Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to the varsity uh product of the record org, your nonprofit local newsroom. The Varsity is presented by the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute. With more than 150 fellowship-trained physicians in every orthopedic specialty Mm -hmm. and dozens of locations across Mm -hmm. Chicagoland and the suburbs, IBJI is your choice for patient-focused orthopedic care. To find the nearest location, visit ibji.com.